I don't want that in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I just finished the notes for this today because I realized that I had only done my sort of uh, outline. Oh, yeah. I hadn't filled in extra little notes. <laughs> and then I also did episode eight, too. Okay. So I started eight, but I haven't done it all yet. Yeah. Um. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Shades of Grey's The Dark and Twisty Podcast. I am Katie. I'm Bethany, the one with the crazy voice. She has very little voice, but is it is significantly more of a voice <laughs> than she had earlier this week, so we are recording on a Monday. Yeah. And not the Wednesday that just happened, but the one before. I lost my voice. Yeah. So it's been a couple weeks since we've actually recorded. Yeah. Um I've been doing a lot of, like, wild gesturing, a lot of... Yeah, miming. Texting mm-hmm. people. So I'm going to do my best. I she apologize. Me, yeah, she had me call the nurse advisor at one point for yeah. her to ask some questions. She didn't have a voice. I can't call. Yeah. Also, I couldn't go through drive throughs because no one can hear me. Which is really sad. It was sad. To I, not be yeah. able to get... Taco Bell drive through for like a week and a half. It's been a while. It's real depressing. <laughs> um, oh, that's our podcaster. Yeah. In, in other news, um, our internet is down at my house right now. Yeah. And then also our water just stopped working. <laughs> Everything is falling apart at Bethany's household at the moment. The I don't, Jada household. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, yeah. But... It's, yeah, it's eerie. Something's going on. I'll tell you what I did figure out is the two microphones. Yes, we both have our own microphones this time. Which, which is, is wonderful. Because I'm Maybe definitely the... going to need some editing on my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the sound quality will be better for your ears if you're listening. Um, Katie and I are both sipping on some Dark Horse Rosé. In cans. In cans. It's very exciting for us. Yeah. I assume it will be very exciting for you to also suddenly realize Dark Horse Rosé comes in can form. It is a rosé we really like. Yeah. You can only get it at, like, one of the grocery stores near us, mm-hmm. and then they also stock the cans now. Yay! Yeah, and it's inexpensive, too. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's, like, seven bucks or something, or eight bucks. And Katie, Katie doesn't, like, love beer. Or really like it at all? I don't. I'm not a beer person. I've tried. So it's kind of nice to also have a can of something, like, at a friend's house or at a barbecue or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know. It's easily drinkable. It's easily transportable. You don't need a corkscrew. You don't right. need, like, I don't know. There's just something about, and you know what? If you don't drink, that is totally fine. You can have a can of soda, too, but... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wanted to have a drink, but I just want to chill with with a can and a koozie, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's nice. It is very nice. So we're talking about Grey's Anatomy Season 1, Episode 7. Yes, the self-destruct button, which, as you know, if you have been listening, or maybe you just know anyways, that um, every episode title is a song name. And this one happens to be a song by... Dana Monteith is what I got. I don't know if that's what you got. So, 
I did some research. Okay. Um, that song by Dana Monteith, as far as I can tell, came out in 2007. This oh, episode is well, from 2005. Yeah, yeah, so that can't be it. That it was just it. the first thing that came up when I Googled, and I should have. I don't know, me too. It. But then I kept looking, and then there was a song called Self Destruct Button by Gorman, but that came out in 2010. Okay. And then somebody was like, this is not that ACDC song, which I don't give any fucks about classic rock. So I don't know what that's in reference so to, but it might be the ACDC song. Is that what we're thinking? No, I don't know, and I couldn't. It sounded like maybe, maybe the title was like similar to Self Destruct Button, but maybe they'll have they have it on Wikipedia. Well, the Dana Monteith one is definitely the first one to come up, but yeah, again, that song came out of. later than the episode. So, <laughs> love ballads, trips. Truck Stop Love Ballads, released 2007. Yeah. Hmm. So it's not that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We're very confused. There's some sort of time loop here. (laughs) Some sort of... uh, Mysterious shift. uh, Shift in the time-space continuum. If you... Please let us know if you know the actual answer. Um, shades of gray's pod at gmail.com. You can email mm-hmm. us. So we don't know where this song is from. Is the but bottom it's, line. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song we've been told. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we, yeah. go ahead. Well, we open on, um, Meredith and Derek and they are naked in bed in her bed. Um, some conveniently placed blanket situations. Always. Um, extremely hairy Derek leg. Oh. Kind of wraps around Meredith at one point. All right. And he's got like a hairy chest and stuff too, but I just thought like, wow, that leg is very hairy. I I find it interesting. I feel like very often the hair on men's leg is, is soft. Mm-hmm. And I wonder... Because like pants rub against them. You think so? Yeah. Because to me, I think of like women's hair on their legs is sometimes prickly, but it's because it's short. Yeah, it's so like if you let it go out, it seems that way. It gets like soft too, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's like fur. Like I don't know. I was gonna feel my leg, but I did shave recently, so yeah. Mine generally was soft. Yeah, isn't like super. I don't know what you call coarse. Maybe yeah. It's generally softer. Neither us white blonde ladies. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's Our experience might be a little different than most people. Agreed. <laughs> definitely have a, a very um, limited set of experiences between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're hanging in bed, and she wants him to leave before her roommates see him mm. get up. Yes. So, George and Izzy, her newer roommates, um, do not know about Derek and Meredith. But they totally know that Meredith is banging somebody. Oh, yes. So the alarm goes off when they're in bed and Meredith reaches over for it and it's on the floor. So we know that there has been a lot of movement in that room. (laughs) That is the connotations. She has these very fancy tapestry pillows that are more like decorative. But they've been sleeping on them. So they did not take the time to remove the decorative pillows off of the bed. You know, there's there was a lot of... Something going Something. on, yeah. What is that movie where that woman, I believe it's a Drew Barrymore character, mm-hmm. makes a lot of pillows and, like, embroiders a bunch of pillows and puts them on her bed? She has, like, 50 pillows. Makes a lot of pillows? Like, stitches them. That I don't know. I can't 
can't think of anything. I can like see in my head. Hmm. I think it's Drew Barrymore like finishing a pillow and placing it on a bed, and then they zoom out, and there's like a bunch of decorative pillows. Is it like Fifty First Dates or something where she, because she loses her memory every day? She isn't that. I don't think it's that. I think it because the style is more like sad. I wonder if it's never been kissed. Oh, maybe because she's kind of like a I loser seen that in a long time in that movie. You know, Josie Grossy. Oh, I love that movie. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. Time, yeah. God, I love. You know, <laughs> I I really like Drew Barrymore. I got her book for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was not good. No, no, I really didn't she's care for not it. She's a writer. No, yeah. she's not. I, you know, and it was just also like, I had also just read um, Amy Poehler's book. Which yes, is please. So good. Which is so oh, good. Such so a good book. Maybe it was Highly an unfair recommend. comparison. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be in in the realm of autobiographies. That's from women celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Izzy and George are already up. They're brewing coffee. They're dressed. Um, they are tired. They have not slept well all night. Um, there has been a lot of uh, ruckus going on. <laughs> Izzy suggests perhaps it was more than two people in the room. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, Izzy and George in kitchen couldn't sleep because of Mare's loud schmecks. Schmecks. Not was, sex? No, not sex. Like schmecks. Yeah. I don't I know don't, what that is. What is like, I, just, just, I like, just mean like sex, but... But schmecks. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you remember when that was the thing to be like, we're schmexy? Schmexy. Yeah. I don't know. That was the That's thing. That's probably where I, why I wrote that. It's like raw or cult, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. George is like, I do not want to think about it being more than one dude. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to peek at who it is as Derek yeah, is leaving. Yeah, they hear the, the stairs kind of creaking. So they peek out the kitchen door and to see who the guy is. <laughs> Who's been having sex all night long, very loudly. And Derek is kind of looking over his shoulder, trying to see uh, if they're looking. And um, and they see him. They see He him. doesn't see them, but he see he, or they see him. Izzy yes. and George see Derek, yeah. Yes. And they're they like. Very <laughs> different reactions to it. George is like, they can, it's her boss. Yeah, he's very <laughs> concerned and very in denial in the moment. Yeah. Izzy is pissed. Like she's immediately, she's angry. She's angry at Meredith specifically. Yeah. She's not very angry at Derek, which is interesting. Yeah, like her. Yeah, her rage is directed towards Meredith. She thinks she is doing this to get more surgeries, to get more that it's privilege. like a, a, yeah. a power move on mm-hmm. Meredith's part. Yeah, um, and then Meredith lies to them. Um, says, "Oh, it's no one you know." Because mm-hmm. when she comes in the kitchen, they're like, oh, like, you know, your guest just left. Who was that? You know. Who were you having? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's nobody you know. Who's the guy? <laughs> Sounds like you're having some pretty radical sex, is what Izzy says. Oh, so radical. God. So radical. Izzy's wearing um, a pink sweater off the shoulder. Lots of off the shoulder sweaters. Yeah. In this sort of short span of time. Yeah. In these episodes. Dark pink, lots of pink also. Yeah, which yeah. Is interesting. And then like a contrasting pink stripe on the sleeves. Nice. Like it's like light pink, then a brighter pink on the like oh. a stripe going down. Bra straps showing. Also lots of bra straps in this episode and in the next bra episode. Bra straps is 
very 2005. Because mm-hmm. it was it was bras or it was like camis. camis that had the bra built in and you were just wearing both. If you didn't have a lot of boobs. No. As me was. <laughs> so a thing where I went to high school was to wear a like cotton cami mm-hmm. um, with as they call it, spaghetti straps. Yes, spaghetti. a big push-up bra mm-hmm. underneath, so your tits are, like, out of the shirt. A Victoria's Secret super sexy, you know, ultra plumping, thick, padded <laughs> yeah. under your boob. Yeah. And then you have both straps going. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't supposed to have that, but that was at play. We were also, you know, I didn't go to private school like you did, but Mm -hmm. we definitely were not supposed to have our bra strap showing. It does, you know, but then some people would wear more like what some, I don't know, a rib tank, like a, like a wife beater, Mm -hmm. sometimes what they're called. And that hides the bra straps a little bit. Tank top, let's just say. We don't condone it. That is what people have called it in the past. It is called that. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway. Those rib tanks, though, kind of are a little bit racer back, mm-hmm. so your bra straps would still show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I remember that being a thing of, like, Victoria's Secret was, like, a matte finish strap, and then the word was shiny, mm-hmm. so you could kind of read it if you could see, and I don't know why it mattered. It's like a status symbol. It yeah, totally was. You could spend 60 bucks on a bra, or your parents could in high school. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely a big, like... I think I had one. <laughs> It was the only place I thought, like, lingerie existed. Uh-huh. Or that's the only place I thought you could get underwear. Like, I was like, <laughs> what? JCPenney's? No, that's for poor people. Like, that's terrible, old <laughs> Bethany. That, why did you think that? But I did. Um, well, you, you kind of grew up a little bit more well-off than, you know, probably a lot of people. I and did. You were, and you grew up in an area that was a little bit more right and i think that's the key too yeah. is we were you know very blessed we didn't mm-hmm. want anything you know we, we right. never like were without yeah in so any you just kind didn't of way see that privilege that you grew up with right and actually is a theme in this episode yeah growing up i thought we were not poor but i i thought that we were poor like or like average or something i thought maybe. we were like below average and oh, honey, no. I know. <laughs> well, and again. Growing up, I knew that we were, you know, maybe n- average-ish, and I grew up much lower on the scale than you did. Well, probably. and, you know, I <laughs> I thought what houses cost was $400,000. That's what I thought, because that's yeah, all that's, the houses. That's everything in your, in your neck of the woods. And we didn't yes. have a Lexus. We didn't have a Mercedes. So uh-huh. that's why I thought we were poor. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just that's just not true. <laughs> Like, we had all the clothes we could have ever wanted, all right. the food we could have yeah. ever wanted, a house, cars that worked, like, yeah. jobs. That's more than so many people have. And, I, you know, I wish I could go back and be like, dude, don't feel bad about not having a juicy <laughs> don't sweatsuit. Don't feel lesser than like, you yeah, a juicy sweatsuit. For real. <laughs> Rather than the... I, I want to say, like, Walmart version I probably had. It was like a velour sweatsuit. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I you know, I, I felt bad. I felt lesser than. But it is hard when you're a kid to zoom out mm-hmm. and say, okay, in the grand scheme of life, yeah. if I have a bra from JCPenney, that is okay. Yeah. Because it feels yeah. like a big deal. Yeah. Like, you want to have 
a thing that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, I think, in early 2000s culture, it was very much about the label Hollister yes, emblazoned. Yeah. Yes, totally. Hollister, um, Abercrombie. Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, American Eagle. It was a lot of those brand names were really popular. And then it was interesting. Mall culture was kind of at its peak. Which, it, like, you know, I think it, it went, mall culture was very big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then dipped, and then it went back up in like mm-hmm. two thousand, early two yeah, thousands. Probably. I think a lot about now it's like taking a big dip again. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude! Shop independent. Go to a small business. Like, yeah, it's the best. And um, please do. Vintage is great. Yep. Anything you can reuse and recycle, uh, just hippie stuff. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Where are we? So Meredith says, what's up with the need to hit the self-destruct button? Mm. And um, it's, it's an interesting impulse, I think. Oh, when they've arrived at work, is that where we're at? Yeah. Like the Alex. Alex ran to work. I don't know where he lives, but he, he's saying that he's he runs to work every day and that... Uh, he kind of, like, gets in Izzy's face and... What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's kind of his... Yeah. Real gross sort of... Super, like... Hyper-masculine Exactly what energy. I was going to say. Yeah. But he gets in Izzy's face. Izzy doesn't really mind. She kind of, like, laughs it off. Mm. But then we see Christina has the flu. She does not yeah, feel well. she's not feeling great. She's wearing a cool, like, really beaten up black leather jacket. Yeah. It's very Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Which is previous to this, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but what, what do you think about that? That need to hit the self-destruct button. <sighs> what do I think about it? The need for it? I don't think I've ever felt that need. You never, like, <laughs> sabotage yourself and sa- um, save yourself until the last second? and. I, I mean, I do. I am a big procrastinator, but it's more of my anxiety i guess but i think about it the entire time like i am very aware of when i do things like that and i am a big procrastinator but i tend to get things done in the last minute i don't know i don't knowingly hit the self-destruct button i'm too worried about everything no that's fair that's legit (laughs) i'm Um, actively trying not to hit the (laughs) self-destruct button i definitely I've had times in my life where that feels like a very comfortable place to be because mm-hmm. it's like, at least I'm choosing it or like, at least I know what's happening I guess instead yeah. of letting somebody else wreck me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, it is not a good thing. I'm like <laughs> leaning into the mic and telling you, unhealthy. please don't do that. <laughs> but you know, looking back now that I'm like on proper medication and seeing a good therapist, yeah. it's easy to be like, I think the reason why I picked that self-destruct button is because then at least no one else is doing it to me. It's my own choice. Mm. So it sort of feels like I have control. Yeah. And being like, you know what? I'm not going to drink water. I'm not going <laughs> to eat something like a vegetable. I'm not sure. going to. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Right, right. No, I think I'll stay up till 3 in the morning and watch YouTube. Like I can do it, yeah. And then it's like, well, why did you do that to yourself? I don't know. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've really had those moments. <laughs> well, that is excellent. For real. I think I've wanted to, but I have not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hit the self-destruct button, kids. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, so then they're in the locker room, and 
George is feeling sleepy and he wants a kick-ass surgery to keep yeah. him awake. Izzy and George are cranky because of the whole Meredith and Derek keeping them up all night having dirty, dirty, schmexy schmecks. <laughs> um, they, uh, Meredith is not telling. They're kind of... Alex is really supportive about it. Like, uh, Izzy is mad and Meredith is confused as to why. Yeah. And George says that you're, you were a little loud. Yeah. After Izzy kind of leaves. In a very pointed way. They're, they're kind of slut-shamey. Yeah, totally. Very. She yeah. says, like, sorry I have a sex life. Right. You know? And Alex is actually supportive in the moment, which is interesting. Because Alex... <laughs> Because he's like, yeah. Also loves dirty, dirty sex, Mm -hmm. apparently. I think him and Meredith kind of have this commonality. Like, they're able to see each other for what they are. Yeah. And they're able to have that sort of friendship. Yeah. And you kind of saw that where she was asking him about, like, are you really such a horrible person as you pretend to be in a previous episode? Yeah. Totally. I agree. They, they kind of understand each other. They accept each other. And they're kind of on the same wavelength, although not in the same way as, like, Meredith and Christina. Right. She, her and Alex have a connection, and it is sort of that, like, playful, a little bit flirtatious. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he wants her to tell about the sex, and then he says, count count me in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's obviously, it. I think... It almost seems like he's trying to play that up. Like he Agreed. he's pretending that he maybe he would want to have real sex with her, but he's also kind of playing that up because that's part of his persona. Agreed. And she gets that, and Agreed. so it's okay. I think yeah. truly, if if he was invited, he'd be like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he. Yeah. I think it would make him panic. Right. Because it is his. He's always playing at it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit boy who cried wolf, but that that back and forth works for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, With anyone else, he'd be fine. But yeah. she kind of intimidates him in that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. And Christina's trying to figure out if Izzy and George know who it is. Yeah. She's like, I wonder if they have figured it out. Do, do they know who it is? And Meredith says that she hopes not. Right. But they do. Yeah. They do know. Um, so then we're in pre-rounds and... Oh, and she... Oh, go ahead. Um, Christina Mer- refers to him as McDreamy. Have we heard McDreamy before this? Yes. Did we? Yeah, we heard Did it one that? other time. Okay. And you were like, I missed that. <laughs> well then, yeah. Again. I, I did notice this time. <laughs> good. No, that's wonderful. I just... That's so she funny. She actually refers to him fully. Was it her who said yeah. it the first time? Okay. Yes. So it is a Christina-originated term. Yep. You okay? I just, I, my toe just, it, ow. Oh, okay. No, no, it's fine. Um. <laughs> okay, so they're, now they're with Bailey, and they're getting their assignments for the day. And Meredith is yawning, and Bailey yes. rolls her eyes. Yeah, very dramatic. And then they see Derek through the window, <laughs> and he's putting in eye drops. Very, and yawning. Yeah, and conspicuously. Izzy has a third cup of coffee. Like, she must have had a cup of coffee at the house. Yeah. And then she had like a disposable cup on the way when they were walking into the hospital. Yeah. And now she has a different non-disposable cup. Serious. That she's carrying. Well, she's really coffee. tired. They're she's trying to very get the tired. point across. <laughs> um, George is like really distracted while they're doing pre-rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Meredith gets a bunch of assignment of assignments and 
I can't remember all the room numbers and everything. And Yes, Bailey is going through a whole long list. Meredith's trying to keep up and writing them down in between her dramatic yawning. And then we see... Izzy is, like, looking at her with sort of knowing eyes. <laughs> yeah. And then we find boyfriend swallowed keys. Yeah, which... Yeah, so then Meredith goes off to do something, and it's just Izzy and Bailey... Um, Izzy has long, her long curly hair down and in kind of a half pony, which is a very different look than she has had. Yeah. She usually has it back in a bun. Yeah. But this episode, and I think the next episode, she has kind of like half ponies instead, which is interesting. Yeah. Change to the hair thing. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah, this couple shows up in the hallway. (laughs) It's like they didn't even check in somewhere. No. It's just like... They just, like, wash around. It's just like, oh, we need help right away, and it's an emergency in the hallway that they happen to be at, and Bailey and Izzy help them, and a guy has swallowed his girlfriend's keys. So... To keep her from leaving is a very... Yes. Is a point that the girlfriend makes. So what I was thinking is, they were already at the hospital for something else. She wanted to leave. And oh, then maybe. he swallowed the keys. I don't think they don't they, really go into a whole lot of details. They don't. But what I'm thinking there. is, she couldn't have driven him there mm. to the hospital, having swallowed because he swallowed her keys. Right. Unless she was using his car. But right. then she, I mean, maybe she could have left him in his car or something. But yeah. then, yeah. Anyway, that's what it I imagine. Another can of worms. Yeah. But yeah, that. Yeah. Why? I don't. Because he's a lot. Of, oh, he's so much. They're both a lot. They're both a lot, but, yeah. Oh, it's (laughs) awful. They don't really play up enough how toxic he is. Like, how horrible of a human that guy is, JP. Yeah, it's really bad. We'll we'll, we'll come back (laughs) to them. We'll we'll talk about them more. But we're um, (laughs) in the pit for a consult with Claire Rice. Yes, one of Meredith's many... Patients on her long list of things to do is a woman who is a young woman who has been having stomach pains um, in the pit. Uh, she is 17. She's a college child. Like a freshman in college, I think. And little, um, baby, little baby. Claire is her name. And yes. Claire's mother is very condescending and yeah. calls Mexico a third world country. <laughs> yeah. Which so is, Claire's biting her nails. That's how we first see her. She's very anxious. Yeah. And She's like being vague. Is, and Her mom is the worst. Her mom's the worst. She's an uptight woman with an uptight hairdo is what <laughs> I wrote down. She's got like her little French twist in with the poof on the top. Super like sharp looking. Yeah. Red lipstick. Um... Yeah, Claire has overplucked eyebrows, which is what I noted. Noted again, two thousand five. Very two thousand five. I just I noticed that because I noticed that Meredith's eyebrows look really nice. Oh, in this episode, I'm okay. like, oh, they're kind of full, natural. Nice, you know, not the over the top full that we kind of have right now. Like yeah. that's kind of the they do look very natural, but they're very natural. They're not overplucked in the way that a lot of two thousand five. Folks, yeah, did it? Yeah, folks totally. Did it. And it goes along with the whole Seattle Grace um, no makeup thing, yeah. which is kind of the thing right now. Yeah. In these opening opening seasons. So Claire doesn't want to have an exam. She's very resistant. Mm, yes. But her dad um, tells her to do it. it. It seems like her dad is really listening to the doctor. Yes. Her dad is very concerned about her health. And the her mom- mother is 
just kind of mad that she has to be there. Like, she's kind of annoyed at the whole thing. She thinks it's her daughter being kind of extra. Yeah, the dad is like, you should do it because the doctor is telling you to. And the mom is like, do it so we can get out of here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then Meredith very wisely asks her parents to leave. Yeah. So Claire has been to Mexico recently. Which is why her mother said that it was That is third. why her mom called it a third world country, yes. Third world country. Is Mexico? I don't know if that's considered. First of all, it's country. not called that anymore. Yeah. It's called a developing nation is the right. PC way to say that. Um, also, I don't think it is. I think that it's not. Yeah, that's not a... That's just not I accurate. I don't know if that was ever a thing. No. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and so, yeah, Claire yeah. has to let Meredith examine her in order for her to leave. It's right. kind of the thing. And she does not want to do it. Meredith asks the parents to leave so that yeah. it'll be a little bit easier to examine her. Maybe there's something sensitive that's going on. Right. You know. She you just wouldn't want to stay in front of your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, like, at a doctor's appointment. They ask you a question. Yeah. And then when your mom leaves, they ask you again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I was telling the truth. Like, right. I realize you got the answer that you think my mom wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But that also happens to be the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess she passed out in the shower. Oh, um, that's why they brought her. Yes. Yeah. And they think she picked up a bug in Mexico is the thought. Yeah. Um, it's not that, but we'll get back to that. We'll get there. Next, we have a man at the <laughs> at the entrance at the check-in place of the hospital. He's kind of hunched over and saying, "Oh, my name is Digby Owens, and I have I've made an appointment." Yep, he's trying to sign in for his appointment, and then Alex walks by and sees that he's bleeding, bleeding all over the floor because he had his buddy shoot him. He had someone. Shoot him. It, scheduled yeah. it. It was a choice. Scheduled an appointment. He likes so the scars. Alex is like, we have a GSW, which is gunshot wound. Yep. And Christina's right there. She comes really quick with a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And they um, get him in there. He shows them the the wound, which is directly into the eyeball of his um his skull tattoo that he has on his arm. It's like he had his buddy shoot specifically into the eye, so he has the scar on the eyeball. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So the doctors are, <laughs> are moving with some urgency. They're trying to get a full explanation. Kind of in the middle of that, we, we have the credits roll. Yep. Um, the opening credits. So then we're, you know, we're back to Digby, and he's, he's talking about his art is about commitment. and mm-hmm. um, Yeah, his ethos. I said... You know, if you can call it that, it's just very extreme body modification. <laughs> right. To me, body modification is like piercings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that covers anything from piercings to, you know, like the weird implants. Not weird. Can be weird. They're <laughs> weird like, to us. <laughs> they're, um, I don't want to, like, hurt anyone. Like dermals feelings. is like a yeah. kind of a piercing that yeah. just goes, like, directly into the skin, like... Um, Anything that changes your body from the way that it was originally is like, a body modification. That guy, p- people get like ridges under their skin mm-hmm. in, in, implanted, installed. Yeah. Um, so technically, I would say this is just really extreme body modification. Yes. Because he is doing it for the way it looks. And the way it feels. He, yes. He kind of likes the pain. He thinks pushing through the pain is part of... The whole thing. Yeah. He likes to push through. 
yeah. be a little more extreme than other people. And Christina's pretty condescending and... <laughs> yeah, she said we could hang it in the Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, to her, that's not real art. I would also argue maybe getting shot is not real art, but... No. It, it is to him. <laughs> and then um, he just says, you know, why do anything if you're not willing to take it one step further than everybody else? Yeah. And, and I thought, well... Um... But do you need to? Why? It feels like another... I, I wrote somewhere else in my notes, not right here, but somewhere else, like, is toxic masculinity the theme of this episode? <laughs> because it kind of runs throughout, like, he's he feels like he has to do this... The most. And as sort of an extra... The biggest, machoist. Yeah. Yeah, it's I intense. I had my buddy shoot me. Yeah. Aren't I a man kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, he likes the scar. And Alex and Digby kind of connect over um, Iowa wrestling. Yes. They do a special little handshake. Yeah, they are both wrestlers. Alex kind of understands him. He also, I mean, he's been running to work every day, so that's the same thing, He's right? super macho. <laughs> no, he did wrestle in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, they, he, he was Iowa and Digby was Iowa State or something. Apparently there's a distinction. I literally don't give two spits so they're about college sports. So Midwestern fellas, you know. Yeah. Wrestling. And wrestling. Christina gets kind of um, queasy over the thought of them in, in the tight In costumes. singlets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I get that. I yeah. Don't, I don't understand... <laughs> I don't understand most sports, so I'm not the one to ask on sport. No, but I have. A, I'm very competitive. Yes, you are. I really like some sports. Other sports, I can't like get into. No, I don't understand the appeal. However, my dad wrestled growing up. Okay, and so he like gets it, and I mean, you know, my dad. Yeah, he's yeah. like a very gentle and kind person yes like and he's genuinely like a good person he's yeah. not like an animal yeah so. <laughs> well I don't think yeah I don't think wrestling is as I mean it is like literally flipping your opponent over but it doesn't seem as violent as some sports you I would know, like argue football or hockey football or something is more violent yeah. I would argue you know boxing is more violent because they're oh, striking yeah. there's not striking in wrestling yeah. um man they're all so stupid it's the here the thing I like about it is yeah. you know wrestling is a very old sport mm. so I like you know that people have been doing the same thing for a long time I think that's yeah, interesting of like that yeah and what connection do we have to like ancient Greco-Romans sure that like there's still an appeal because we're all human you know and then I also think you know that or like a lot of martial arts, like if you look at um, jujitsu, is also you, there's no striking in jujitsu. It's that like body against body, sort of like primal, uh -huh. down to the bottom of like what humans are capable of. Now I'm not saying it doesn't take skill, but I think that is an interesting like just there, you don't you can do it without a ball and a net and a court and a whatever. Right. I I like that piece of it. Anthropologically. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, sure. I don't know. Again, yeah. I would not want to sit at a wrestling competition all day. Oh my gosh, no. Um, <laughs> so then we're back to Claire and Meredith. And yes. Um, I think in, in this particular scene, I noticed that Meredith has like a zit 
on her face, mm-hmm. which I thought was very... I love it in shows when they don't, like, cover up all those things. Yeah. I've been watching One Tree Hill lately that um, <laughs> yeah. I never watched growing up. But they all... And they were a lot more makeup than on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Because they're high schoolers, and we wore a lot of makeup yeah. in those days. Um, but I really like... How everyone just kind of has acne. <laughs> you see it. Oh, they it. do? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I didn't know that. They, like, you can see it very clearly through their veil of makeup. Maybe yeah. back then it wasn't a big deal, but. Well, also, um, as somebody who had a lot of acne and still kind of does, makeup only goes so far. <laughs> right, right. You can still see the outline of the Right, even if you shapes. have professional makeup artists working yeah. on you for a show. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> No, yeah, I love that. Cool. That's I love that it looks more real. Yeah, like totally. They have those little imperfections. I've been really liking those comparisons where it's like shows a woman wearing a lot of makeup and then right next to it is a picture of her wearing quote no makeup. Uh-huh. But it's just like very <laughs> um like basic looking, like very simple, uh-huh. meant to look natural kind of makeup. And it's people who are dummies look at that and they're like wow she looks so good without makeup and i'm like that isn't no makeup she's not no makeup what are you talking yeah. about that's or not like what... the memes of guys who like the no makeup look and then it's kim kardashian or something yeah like you're like face of natural natural makeup yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah. so um claire's having some abdominal soreness Yes. And her shirt is hiding the wounds. Yeah, she doesn't want to lift her shirt for Meredith to check why her tummy hurts. Um, and then finally she does slowly. And there's some fresh surgical scarring. Yeah, there's kind of four in almost mm-hmm. like um, like if you were going to cut the corners off of a rectangle. Mm-hmm. Like that across her, the bottom of her belly. And, um, and she just says, don't tell my parents. She doesn't want to talk about what it's from. Yeah, and the scene ends before we kind of get a reveal of what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that thing of when doctors have to, like, press on your stomach? Mm-hmm. I I am so ticklish. <laughs> I always, like, tensed up. And yeah. my doctor's like, you got to not do that. Like, I'm do- you have to let me. Like, <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. I can't. I have to, like... Okay. <laughs> Tell me when you're coming in. <laughs> or no. don't. No, yeah. no, do. No, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jada. What you doing? She's finding the last little bit of sun. Sunshine. You want a podcast with us? Sunshine girl. Yeah, she likes to lay in the sun like a kitty. Because she is a southern lady. Yeah. She likes the sun. Um... <laughs> uh, so now we're at George, his little assignment. He's examining a little girl who has sort of a twitchy foot. She's having some sort of um, like a tremor seizure, or, yeah, yeah, activity in her foot. Jamie Hayes. She's so cute. She's got like curly blonde hair. Yeah, I love that. Every time they show her, she's not really cooperating. You know the way other little uh, like child act- actors. child actors kind of sit quiet or something and they'll they'll say their lines or something like that she's just talking the whole time every time they show her like she's just like oh we're playing this now she <laughs> is so cute and um her both her parents are there and the condition started like three months ago but the yeah. twitching had gotten worse mm. um and they they think it's like a brain abnormality um 
and Jamie's like playing with George's flashlight and uh-huh. he she's so cute and yeah just like chatting with him and her family's really worried her mom and dad they're like these they're dressed in the way that you would imagine a sweet sort of yeah midwestern sort of they're yeah. they're both wearing like plaid and very like simple layers. yeah yeah and um they're middle class normal people yeah i bet they don't have a mercedes benz they don't <laughs> they don't have a mercedes benz and they came a long way um to come <laughs> to this to this uh yeah. hospital and dr shepherd is gonna have a consult and mm-hmm. george they, reassures her that dr shepherd is good at quote just, just about, about everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, he's insinuating the loud schmexy schmecks that was happening. I would really love it if you stopped calling it schmecks. <laughs> it's really throwing me off. <laughs> you don't have to. It is my request. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. referring to the very loud screaming orgasms that he was giving <laughs> to Meredith. Somehow that makes me more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very it's a more comfortable uh, yeah. insinuation. Um so then <laughs> Bailey we're at Bailey, she's looking at some X rays. Yep, with Izzy. And there's keys in the windpipe of this gentleman of yep, JP. Of JP and Bailey is gonna let Izzy do the bronc bronc Bronchoscopy. 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 Which is an examination of the airways with a scope. Yes. And Seattle Grace is a teaching hospital. She says, see one, do one, teach one. Like, that's kind of their their mentality. Like, she's seen one, and now she's going to do one. And then the next time, she can teach one. Now she can teach one after this. And then Izzy goes, seriously? Thanks. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Which is cute, and, and she's very excited, and she wants to acknowledge this moment of her hard yeah, work. Yeah, she's so being happy recognized. that noticed. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. And Bailey's like, go. <laughs> she's like, okay, we're done. Go. I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is your job. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Yeah, and then Meredith comes up the stairs at the same time. Um, and Bailey's kind of checking in on her. Yes. And Meredith has done a bunch of the things on her list and kind of lists them off. And um, Claire is febrile and has peritoneal signs, yep. is what she says. So she has a fever and then acute abdominal pain and tenderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christina walks by and looks kind of off. Um, yeah. Bailey asks her if she's okay and... Christina kind of shrugs it off and is like, She's yeah, like, I'm yeah, fine, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. fine, yeah. And, the, yeah, um, she still looks queasy. And then Meredith does not think it's a botched abortion. No. Um, but the patient is a minor, so yep. they're going to have to involve the parents. Yep, and then list, I think uh, Bailey goes over some more of her list yep. for her. Well, yep. She adds more onto it. She's like, <laughs> okay, well, while Claire's in a CT... Do a foley on Mr. Whoever, uh-huh. and then do some more charting. And, um, yeah, she has a yeah. big list for her. And Meredith kind of makes a face and smiles and is like, oh, yeah, right away. She knows what's going on. She knows she's kind of getting punished. Um, yep. So, she gets it. She's going to do it. Yep. That so, doesn't mean she's going to like it. Work and Christina are hanging out. Um, yeah. We, she looks like she's going to barf. <laughs> Christina, well, she's wiping her mouth, so I think she did. Like, she oh. walked down the stairs, and she must have thrown up, and then she's kind of walking away from that, wiping her mouth, and Burke comes up, and Christina's just trying to kind of push through yeah. <laughs> the pain of it. He's and like, she, do you have the flu? And, mm-hmm. um, and Christina blames him, but 
He yeah. isn't sick. No, he's... And then he gets kind of paranoid about it, which is really funny. Yeah. Very, and very he, Burke-like. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, I'll give you a ride home. And Christina's like, you go home. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to just get through it. She's all about the work. Mm-hmm. She's all about the surgery. And then Christina leaves and Burke kind of checks his lymph nodes. Yeah. He's like, am I sick? Like, <laughs> Maybe I did get it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, so then... George and Izzy are are looking for Dr. Shepard, and um, Izzy references Meredith's sex life, like, pretty loudly. Yeah, and they're kind of arguing about it. And George doesn't like that. You know, he doesn't want her to be embarrassed. No, and he's he's still coming from the perspective that Derek is the one taking advantage yes. of Meredith. He, he holds her on a pedestal of yeah. an ivory tower yep. that he worships the ground that meredith walks on and then izzy is like but you know what recommendations from shepherd like or people you know in his position yeah make or break us so like i don't give a fuck right she's mad yeah she's mad at meredith yeah she doesn't really hold Derek in as much of a position of culpability yeah yeah so they find dr shepherd in surgery and George is watching from the scrub room. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Meredith and Derek on his mind. You can just tell. The look <laughs> on his face. That's what yeah. he's thinking about. And Boki is there. Boki's there. Boki. Um, so this tech comes in. Some sort of, is he like a CT or MRI tech? Like he has the scans. Yes. I don't know who brings it, but George gets some like kind of CT from yeah. Jamie. <laughs> I, uh, that's what I wrote down when I came in. I was like, he looks like a comedian. Like, Does he, he looks like someone that is coming in to tell jokes. And <laughs> Well, they do have a clown in the operating room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so George gets the CTs from Jamie, the little um, mm-hmm. the little girl with the f- tremor. Um, and then uh, Dr. Taylor passes him the by. The anesthesiologist kind yep. of pushes through really rudely. <laughs> And he smells of bourbon. Mm, and the yep. other doctor that brought George the scans knows it too. Yeah, he, he says that would be bourbon. Yeah. And the way he says it is very comedian-like also. Yeah, it is I don't know funny. who that guy is, but he seems like he needs a stage and a microphone and a tall stool to kind of lean on. Yep, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Dr. Taylor sits down in surgery with a crossword puzzle. Um Mm-hmm. He's not. He is not stumbling. He is kind of walking without regard for others. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not obvious, but George is worried. It it worries him. Being able to smell alcohol on somebody is concerning. Yes. In hospital, but he's about to go do a very specific kind of yeah. thing. Anesthesiology, like, is so complicated, and and they get paid a lot of money because it's a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And you have to be paying attention the whole time because. Things change in mm-hmm. a second, and um, we had a friend. So it was a guy in our church who was an anesthesiologist, and um, my dad was like on this men's retreat in the woods, and like very far away, and had a hernia that like ruptured. Ugh. And they, well, I don't, you know, it was like, I don't know what you exactly call it. It was like not good. Yeah. And there was a doctor on the trip. Uh, it was like, you know, their their nurse for the weekend, like the medical provider kind uh-huh. of, who was like, you, if you know a doctor, you should call them because you need to get home. Yeah. So my my dad called, you know, it was me, my mom, my sister at home. He called us and was like, I'm going to call, you know, I think it was Dr. Katawaki or something like that. And 
he was he drove himself home in the dark from this retreat. Ah. Well, he drove himself to the hospital. Yeah. But we lived like maybe 10 blocks from the hospital. We lived very close. Yeah. And we met him there and I just remember being like he is going to pass out on the side of the road. Like Yeah, well, yeah, why why did he drive himself home? I feel like someone should have I don't think I think like no one could leave or the doctor was like you're actually going to be fine or I don't know, but uh. My dad, like, had surgery, and luckily, you know, our friend was able to, like, get him in or whatever, and... I just imagine that kind of pain, like, the hernia, like, in that area. Yeah, like, right above the belly button. It's not going to be a fun... I don't think he had any fun. It'd be so hard to drive. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, like, sitting in this waiting room all by ourselves, and it was, you know, it was the middle of the night, and we ate, like, honey buns out of the vending machine, machine. I remember crying when he came out because I just was like, oh, so relieved he was okay. Yeah. It was very dramatic. Yeah. So. I mean, my, my son had a hernia, but that was a little different because it was a infantile inguinal hernia. Is it like In, a thing that happens infantile, to babies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boy babies. It's when their balls like go through something i i had a whole picture drawn up for me oh yeah i don't know if you remember that like i posted the picture was it like on a whiteboard yeah it was on like a piece of paper the doctor was very sweet but very uh like drew out all of the situation nice um showing me how the hernia works which is not something i necessarily needed to know I just had to know that they were going to fix it, you know? Right. But I appreciate <laughs> someone trying to help me understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, my dad's was, like, right above his belly button, like, off to mm-hmm. the side. And it can, like, chill and be fine. Yeah. But it had, like, erupted or burst or whatever. Yeah. So that's when I got serious. I think my brother, my youngest brother, also had one. Oh, yeah, he did. When he was a little bit older toddler. I don't know if that was, like, an inguinal or if it was, like, an the same thing as an adult hernia, which are two different things. Yeah. I yeah. always thought, I think because of that, that it was like a thing that only happened to men. Uh, and I remember... It more likely happens to men. Really? Yeah. I remember a friend of mine in high school being like, no, I got it. And she was a girl. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, I was very confused. Um, hernias. <laughs> hernias. Tell us all about hernias. Just kidding. I know too much about it already. <laughs> um, so then Derek is walking out and George stops him and talks to him, telling him about Jamie and her continuous seizure activity. And Derek and wants coffee. Foot. Derek is tired. <laughs> Derek is tired. Yeah. Um, and he wants new scans because the scans that George has are too old. And George kind of takes that as a sort of a knock on him or against him. Yeah. And he's kind of mad about it. But really, it's if you were looking at it from Derek's point of view, we kind of see it more from George's. We do. George point does of not view. take it really nicely. Yeah. And. From Derek's side, it's like, no, I need to see more up-to-date to know if things have changed. Because it could have changed a lot in that short time period. She's little. And it did. It did, yeah. Which we find out later. But it is interesting, like, I don't know. It, it's like he doesn't have to kiss George's ass. You know, he doesn't have to be really nice. No, he's the boss. But if he, yeah. w- if he had said, like, you know, I think I'm going to need newer scans mm-hmm. rather than, like, I can't use these. These are garbage. You know, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. He was very dismissive. Yes. And he doesn't have to be nice. No. So. He doesn't have to be. And it's not like he changed 
his personality. He doesn't know that George knows that he right. snuck out of the house in the morning. And he doesn't know that George has feelings for Meredith either. Or that he's the one that kept George up all night. Or, yeah. you know, Derek yeah. knows if Derek was up all night. But that's the way that George is looking at this. Right. He is looking at it as this is the guy that is taking advantage of my friend. Who I like. Who I like more yeah. than a friend. Yeah. 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 Um, so Derek gets into the elevator, and as it's closing, George is like, okay, doc, or right away. Yeah. yeah it's like the cutest little rebellion. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the most, <laughs> like, fuck you that George can be. Yeah. Is him being like, he tried well, real yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then Burke and Alex are going to look at Digby's exper- x-rays. Mm-hmm. And um, Burke recognizes him. And so yeah. does Bailey. And Bailey's walking past. And he's like, you recognize this guy? And Yeah. Yeah. Bailey said, yes, the tattooed masochist. <laughs> Glad to see he's still stupid. <laughs> yeah. 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 He is. It's funny to think about, like, a hospital having regulars. Uh-huh. Like, no, we had that guy who was, like, addicted to pain pills, mm-hmm. but he had been to a lot of different hospitals, and I, I work at a cafe where we have regulars, and so there are people that I'm, like, you know, I'm talking to my coworkers, I'm, like, you know, the guy that gets the Kremlin hard egg and the Americano no eye, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. and they're, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. and so to be the, the one that who's, like, you know... The guy who's a masochist. Who yeah, the guy who has lots of <laughs> tattoos and gets shot by his friends because yeah. he likes the pain. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Alex still is like, oh, this is so cool. Pain is his ethos. Like, Alex yeah. is like into it, which yeah. is not... He, You have to be <laughs> neutral. Like, they're being judgmental and he's being almost like, yay, raw yeah. team. So cool. Yeah. Um, so Meredith is in the room. She's looking over the CTs, calls Bailey over, mm-hmm. um, and they're looking at Claire Rice's scans, and Bailey asks if she's fat, and Meredith is, is like, obese? no, yeah. but she's a normal college kid, which, you know, when you look at her, she looks like a normal person. Yeah. And I remember as a kid. She looks slender. <laughs> being like, oh, she is kind of, she has a puffy face. And it's like, no. No. Her mom is just like sharp angled face yeah so maybe in comparison maybe but truly she is like a regular size person slash kind of small yeah yeah Yeah. i mean yeah uh college age girl like when i was college age i was slender also yeah so so normal um but her stomach is stapled yeah well yeah bailey asks what do you see yeah. Because she's still in teaching mode. Bailey's such a good teacher. God, she's the best. We don't talk about that enough, do we? <laughs> um, and Meredith sees that it was, it looks like a gastric bypass. And and Bailey says it was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. So Claire had part of her stomach stapled <sighs> yeah. in Mexico. And that is a, a weight loss procedure. Um, it usually comes with a lot of counseling. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a huge lifestyle change, too. Because you can't fit as much... In your yeah. stomach and yeah yeah there's that and there's lap band surgery which are mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. like basically constrictions of the gut um and i had a friend that had one well, a family member that had a gastric bypass or a lap band i'm not sure which one a very long time ago and it was before they knew about the complications of um nutrition yeah and so um 
this family member ended up without any teeth. Oh my gosh. Because she she Just was started losing them. Like kind of starving, you yeah. know, because she wasn't yeah. getting what she needed from the food she was eating. And now they, you know, they know much more and I have a friend that has it now and he doesn't eat any sugar mm-hmm. um because he gets like it's called dumping syndrome, mm. which isn't as gross as it sounds, but it hurts. It's yeah. not dumping like poop. Okay. But it does sound like that. It does sound a lot like that. Um, but you do. You have to make lifestyle changes. And, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes along with it, which she probably didn't hear about in Mexico. Yeah. Getting it illegally. Right. So Meredith and Bailey are now talking to Claire's parents and telling her about this. Um, Meredith explains that it's only done for obese patients, typically. Yeah. And the dad is like, I can't believe it. Like, she doesn't need to lose She's weight. She's not even fat. Why yeah. would she do this? And her mom. Oh, my gosh. Her fucking mom. She's she's like, this means the world to her. But, it like, she took the easy way out or something. She says, well, the dad's like, she doesn't need to lose weight. And the mom goes, are you kidding? That's fucked up. Fuck you, Tina, is what I wrote a bunch of times. Yeah, the mom's name is Tina. Her name is Tina. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the mom continues just like, disparage claire yeah so she's always taking the easy way out and bailey's like this is not easy like this is not the easy way she's gonna face lifelong struggle with nutrition um unless they're able to reverse the surgery and the mom is super flippant she's like well then do the surgery yeah the dad wants them to do the surgery because he's worried about her and he wants his daughter to get better to be okay and the mom is like well then fix it like yeah. she yeah yeah she's kind of like well she did this to take the easy way out we might as well sort of give her a punishment almost by taking it away it's and oh she's so the mom worse. is like so toxic the mom is like Horrible. i warned her about the freshman 15 and then she says did you catch this the we had to buy size 16 yes when she came home <laughs> When she came home for Christmas, they had to go out and buy brand new size six jeans. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a long time since I've seen a size six. Now, 16, I'm familiar with. (laughs) I just, also, you know, struggling with weight and and when you are that young and your parents finance stuff, having to be like, you know what, that doesn't fit me anymore can be very embarrassing, especially if your mother is Tina. Like... (laughs) How awful. Uh, and size six is not big. Oh, it's so small. Size six is less than average. If you are a size six, trust me, you are tiny. You, you are a tiny little runway model. You, yeah. You go, girl. Listen, please be comfortable at any size and know that if you are a size six, you are not fat. Oh, no, not at all. It, you're no. fine. everybody's fine you're fine 16 is fine 26 is fine if you feel fine you're fine you're fine yeah i remember being in a cole's dressing room and hearing this girl not cry but like complain and like whine that she went from a double zero to a zero oh honey 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 (laughs) baby girl those numbers are made up and they change from store to store and brand to brand. They are very they, they and can change. Why very is double zero a size? That's not a number. It's like, not. It's I mean, 
it's for the small adult women who don't want to shop in the little girls section anymore, I guess. Yeah, I get that. I just think it's so funny that there's a distinction between zero and double zero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, math doesn't make any sense in that way. I just, yeah, there's, God, <laughs> trust rooms are a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Bailey explains, like, oh, and the dad. Dad is so defensive of Claire. He's so worried, and he. He's like, she tries so hard, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like he's defending her enough, though. Um, I guess because the there's the doctors there. He doesn't want to make a scene, but he really should have been maybe talking a little bit more in defense of Claire because Tina was... So my piece is Oof. that if she speaks like this often, he's probably can't ever get a word in and yeah. is exhausted. Yeah. And is, like, doing what he can to speak up for sure, his daughter, you know? Sure, sure. Um, and Bailey is like, okay, well, there was complications with the surgery because yeah. she got it illegally, so it might not be smooth sailing, yeah. you know? Yeah, she has an abscess under her diaphragm that could cause more issues. yeah. If it perforates or whatever. Yeah. So um, the dad <sighs> just wants her to be well. Yeah. yeah. And then we're in Jamie's room with Derek and George. And, and she, Jamie's holding the little reflex hammer. Oh, and she will not stop talking. <laughs> it's really cute. She's calling the little the little hammer lipstick or saying like, oh, it's not lipstick. And Derek is trying red. to say his lines. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cute. George is blowing up a balloon hand again. He has you know, practice. His little glove hand that he blew. <laughs> yeah. I know I already told my chicken balloon story. I won't tell it again. Yeah. But yeah. it's just so, you know, kids love that. Like, yeah. And so does George. Um, yeah, Derek's checking her out. And then she starts having a full, like, seizure going on in her leg. And he uh, gets... He helps her out. But there's there's yeah. kind of a, a weird... Uh, there's a there's a minute before that. Yeah. There's like a weird power play with Derek and George. Oh yeah. And then he's like, "Does the MRI know we're coming?" And George is like, "You said CT." And then Derek is like, "No, I'm saying MRI." Yeah. Like, it's very weird, but um, it is weird, and it's like if if George wasn't looking at it from the point, I I feel like we are again seeing it from George's point of view. Again, yeah, totally. Whereas if he wasn't. Feeling bad about Shepard. Yeah. Before this, it would be like, oh, okay, I will call. Like, sorry, to the MRI you right said away. CT, but I'll call MRI now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have done that too. Or, you know. Yeah. And um, Jamie's parents are worried about money. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, then yeah. Jamie has a focal left side seizure. Uh-huh. So they get some diazepam and Derek does a tourniquet on her arm. And, and he puts in the... The IV or whatever. Yep. And calls it a butterfly. And she yeah. doesn't cry at all, which tells you that it is not a real thing. No, it's not real. <laughs> she wasn't really getting poked. But it's cute. He's like, you know, he's he's bringing it towards her. He's like, it's the butterfly. Like, you know, it's going to fly into your arm. And, um, yeah. and then, yeah, he puts the tape over it and her leg stops seizing. Yeah. And there's one point when her leg is seizing one shot from the camera that I should have taken a picture of it. But it's like this weird doll leg. That they show where you you don't see her, you just kind of see her leg on the side, kind of from the back, like the camera view is from the back of her parents, and you see the leg, and it's not her leg. It's like this weird, darker, like, rubber-looking leg. I totally missed that. That's shaking. Yeah. Which I thought was a very interesting. (laughs) It was just a quick 
like one Quick shot one they shot. used something yeah. else interesting yeah um so um derek you know is talking directly to jamie and is mm-hmm. like lieutenant o'malley is gonna take you to the spaceship yeah, do you like, like spaceships we'll go to the spaceship mri that's cute oh he's so good with kids yeah when you know your son i don't know why i call him your son he is your son yeah. but <laughs> my nephew was so little and uh-huh. he was in um you know the kids hospital it's like yeah I'm sure the you know the doctors don't have to talk to him like that. No, because he doesn't understand language at that point. <laughs> he, was, he was literally just but he born. Does, yeah, he does go to the to the hospital fairly often, and some people are better at handling small children than others. You know, that's, do, that's do you find that kinda, people talk to him? Um, you know, sometimes, but not super often at least not in like the regular hospital setting i think maybe in the children's hospital it would be different they do they would do i feel like they were more specialized in that sure yeah yeah um i just think it's sweet yeah derek is calling you know him lieutenant o'malley and like it's cute you know he's trying to like not knows he knows what he's doing yeah he's done this a bunch of times yeah george is still trying really hard to hate him (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's having a hard time with it. Yeah, totally. Um, so Izzy is with a key swallower. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Key guy. Yeah, he thinks he's so funny. Uh, and the his girlfriend is just yelling at him, you know. And she was saying how he called her therapist, pretending to be his therapist so that he could find out what she was saying to him or saying about him to her therapist. <laughs> Listen, as somebody who trained in psychology, <laughs> that is not a thing. It's horrible for the first part. Like, I'm sure he couldn't get very far with it, you know. But because the her therapist was probably like, um, no, we can't do that. That's you not know a this. thing that therapists <laughs> do. They know better than to tell people over the phone. And for him to have done that is fucked up. Yeah, Listen. which is why she knows about right, it. Was right, because right, right. her therapist probably told her, yeah. you know, after this all happened. Yeah. Um, so Izzy <sighs> kind of wants to wait until lunch is digested to get the keys out. Yeah. But the girlfriend is like, I was supposed to be in Portland. And um, did you write down what she was wearing? No, I didn't. So she's got these, like, thin gold hoops mm-hmm. and a boat neck, long sleeve, oversized striped, Black and green top. Okay. Very descriptive. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Classic style. And, um, uh, yeah. So Izzy keeps, like, trying to do the procedure, and they keep arguing. They keep yelling, and she's calling him passive-aggressive, manipulative, needy, and Izzy's like, oh, that's the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, I mean, they're very flippant about this, but he's abusive like that everything that they are saying about what he does it's very much a joke in the show yeah but i it is not a joke no it is not a joke it's yeah it, it could be a horrifying situation otherwise you know one of, one of the beauties about mental health counseling is there are very few things that they are mandated reporters on so if you're in imminent danger to yourself or others they have to report that mm-hmm other than that, it's kind of a free-for-all. Yeah. So you can tell them the worst shit you've ever done. You can yeah. tell them the craziest thing you've ever thought, whatever. Um, that's their job. Yeah. And it's great. 
So to have somebody try and breach that trust for their own benefit is horrifying. It is so horrible. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, emotionally abusive. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And he's just laughing. Like or well, he, he thinks has, it's funny. He he has the keys down his throat the whole time. But yeah, he thinks it's funny. Well, and the like not letting somebody leave when they want to leave is yeah. like swallowing the keys so that she can't leave. Yeah. Is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see Blue Valentine? No. We've talked about this on a previous Did we talk about it in the podcast? About how there's movies that I should have seen that I haven't seen. That's all right. Yeah. There's, I'm thinking about like, okay, JP could have thrown the keys or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's a scene where one of them throws their wedding ring because they're so upset. Uh Uh-huh. And then. That's not the same thing as keys, though. No, 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 it's not. But it's, it's making me think of it. Yeah. And then they like pull over the car without saying anything and just get out. And start like looking for the ring because mm-hmm. they just they just like instantly regretted that they did that. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's you know that's a symbolic thing. Yeah, and that feels more like to yourself rather than him swallowing the keys. Is no, you can't leave. Right, I will keep you here. That's sort not of thing. okay. It's not a okay. I'm moving away from you. Right, emotionally or whatever. Yeah, it makes me think of like. You know, there's a thing I think that is getting talked about more of like in in abusive relationships, it can be hard to leave if um, everything, well, for a lot of reasons, but if all the financial records are under one person's name. Right. It's a financial um, ownership uh-huh. that it's like, you know, the, the, the partner that's being abused can't leave because they don't have any money to their name. Yeah. And it's that same kind of like, I'm going to take... What's like yours? How will I live if I try to get out of this situation? Right. Yeah. The the partner doesn't have anywhere to live. They they can't mm-hmm. rent anything because they don't have any credit because it's all in the other partner's name. So yeah, anyway, yeah. This is where I wrote: Is toxic masculinity the theme? <laughs> is it? Because it seems like it. Is it? Sorry, I just laughed into my <laughs> my one can. Um. So then we see Digby. He's um, running a fever. Yeah, he's kind of on a bed in a hallway, and he shakes Burke's hand, and he remembered that Burke played the trumpet, hmm. which is a nice, like... Interesting. Burke remembers him, and he remembers Burke. And um, Alex doesn't think this guy is stupid. He, like, loves Digby. <laughs> and then we find out um, Digby has a fractured rib and a they hemo. They need to remove that old bullet that was stuck in there. And Yeah. Yeah. He has a fractured rib and a... Hemonumothorax, uh-huh. which is blood or air in the chest cavity. Yes. His, yeah. his blood is seeping into his collapsed lung. So so Dickie feels like he has something in common with doctors, that he pushes the limit. Yes. No pain, no gain. And then Alex says some really dumbass college thing about, like, college pride and... Iowa style. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tones it down really quick once Burke gives him a look. Yeah. He, like, shuts up and... um it's so dumb. Digby wants to watch while they insert the chest tube. Yep. It's fucked up. Of course he does. Yeah. I I went to the dermatologist uh, not that long ago, and they cut a mole off that they were concerned about. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just need to look away. I don't want to watch that. And to want to watch while they're doing a fucking chest tube. Yeah. <laughs> it's like horrifying. Ugh. Yeah. Um, 
So then Claire's parents come into Claire's room. Yep, I said, gosh, her mom sucks. <laughs> and before the parents can even start, Claire is like, I know you're mad. Like, yeah, before you say anything. Um, the Claire kind of reminds me of Carrie Mulligan. Oh, I can see what that. But I noticed, like, she, kind of like a young American Carrie Mulligan. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. And, you know, the mom was like, disbelief, Claire. Like, <laughs> and you just, you saw that on the internet. Ugh. And ugh. dad is like, you don't need to lose weight. And yeah, her mom's like, oh, there's a healthy way to lose weight. You know, what What have you been doing to try and lose the weight? Let's talk about, you know, what not, methods you've tried. Not the damn point, Tina, is yeah. another thing I wrote. Yep, the dad says that. And, <sighs> you know, Claire's like, I didn't want to have to worry about my diet. So I thought, you yeah. know, this would eliminate a step. She wanted to focus on her studies because there's a lot going on in college when you're first starting. Yeah. And um, Meredith kind of steps in to say, mm-hmm. like, please focus on taking care Let's of focus you. focus on your daughter. Yeah. yeah. And Claire doesn't want it to be undone. She'd rather be thin. Yeah, she says, I'd rather be thin, which is heartbreaking. It's just so... It makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, your well-being versus how you look. Now, that's not to say that sometimes weight doesn't interfere with well-being. Right. You know, but that's not the case for Claire. She's not obese. Definitely not. Yeah. Poor girl. There's no other health issues that she has or had before this. Yeah. It was just what her mother was feeding into her head. For real. I'll say pause for a second. Okay. Talking to Jamie's parents. They're looking at the scans or the, yeah, MRI pictures. Yeah. And she um, has Rasmussen's encephalitis. Just also chronic focal encephalitis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rare inflammatory neurological condition um, where one side of the brain is not doing what it needs to do. It's dead or dying. Yeah. One side of her brain, and you can see it on the picture when they show it. One side is faded, like it's darker than yeah. the other half of her brain. Yeah. Um, the condition is deteriorating, and Derek says it will kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't step in. Yeah. How soon? Asks the mom. and He says too soon. Yeah. Which is not an answer, Derek. Nope. Um, <laughs> and the only way to fix it is to remove half her brain. Yes. Um, which they think sounds impossible, but because she is so young, it is possible. That makes it possible because small children can bounce back from crazy detriments. Crazy yeah. stuff. Because your body is still growing yeah. at that age. It has not grown very much at that age. Yeah. They can make huge differences. Yeah. So I know we had um, the the woman with a very large tumor. Mm-hmm. I would argue th- between that and this is one of the earliest, like, extreme Seattle Grace patients. Like, yeah, you know... It's, we have to remove half her mm. brain. You know, it's very dramatic. The surgery sounds dramatic. I feel like they don't make as much a big a deal at, of, like, the actual, when they're in the procedure Yes. for this one with that as they do with the... For future ones that are yeah. extreme. I agree. I think, you know, the prospect of having a patient that needs half their brain removed is supposed to give you that shock factor. Yeah. It's supposed it to does. make you say, yeah. oh, my God, how is that going to work? 
I agree later there's more like with other also extreme cases there's like mm-hmm. dramatic music and like whatever. They don't do People so doing much. crazy things in the surgical area. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I feel like it is leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um and that I would call it a trope of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they get all the big cases there. <laughs> and disasters. Every day. Yeah. Yes, people die frequently and or are in dire circumstances frequently within the walls of Seattle Grace. We haven't quite gotten there yet. No. The first season is not really that way. I agree. There are some big cases, but for the actual doctors of Seattle Grace, their lives aren't in as much danger. In the first season. It's not they're finding their footing. Um, and then in future seasons, they find a different footing that continues on until today. Let me give you this little <laughs> bite in case you've not seen Grey's Anatomy. At one point, there is a lion loose in the city. Okay? <laughs> that is the kind of dramatic bullshit we love. That's why we fucking started the show. Because we love it. We <laughs> love the weird shit. It's so much it's so fucking dramatic it's extra, the best extra extra is so fun it's very christina aguilera levels of extra <laughs> shade meant um so <laughs> it's dirty but multiple r's <laughs> um so derek wants to give claire or um i'm sorry jamie's parents a minute you know, to mm-hmm. digest and um yes he's talking to dr o'malley uh George. <laughs> yeah, when, when Derek calls George, George kind of snaps at him. Yeah, George is kind of walking away up the stairs near the surgical board. Yeah. Um, it's the that stairwell, in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, and, and George, yeah, he snaps. He just kind of turns around and is like, what? Yeah, he goes, yes, what? Like, kind of, yeah. yeah. And um, Derek gives him the opportunity to scrub in on the hemispherectomy. Yeah. Derek, is, like, he catches. He understands. He knows. That, he knows what's happening. Yeah. He, he gets the vibes that are being thrown in this direction. Yeah. But he's still professional about it. Yep. He He's still the boss. He yeah. knows what's going on. Um, yeah, the hemispherectomy. They're going to take half of Jamie's brain out. Yeah, crazy. That's what they have to do. It's big. You may hear noises in the background. That is Andrew walking in. Andrew's trying to fix our life. Yes. Which I'm grateful All for. All the things that are going on. Um, So my next note is Christina eats a cookie. Yes. Yang is eating a cookie. I also have that. Um, and George is chatting with her. He's kind of bragging about his surgery that he mm-hmm. gets, he's going to be a part of. Yeah, he's saying that it makes it harder for him to hate Shepard. And Christina's like, oh, is it because you know that he's sleeping with Meredith or something yeah. like that? Like, she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. And then Izzy comes in and and Derek's like, or uh, George, George says something like, uh, she knows. And Izzy yeah. says, oh, about in Dr. Sest? Dr. Something of Something like that. Doctor and incest smushed into one word, Dr. Cest, which also, not that, not what that is. No, and it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just silly. And, um. It makes it grosser than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Also, at some point during the scene, Dr. Taylor kind of stumbles by. Mm -hmm. Um, He's still, like, drunk. And, um, they just. George notices. Yeah. Yeah. They can't believe that Christina knew 
that Meredith and Derek are sleeping together and didn't tell them. Yep. They kind of make their way over to this random coffee cart that has, like, donuts and stuff on it. Yeah, and Izzy is kind of surprised that Christina doesn't care. Yeah. But Christina's like, why do you care how she unwinds? Yes. <laughs> you like to bake all night. Some people like to drink. Others like to have the occasional screaming orgasm. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Um, I just like that that's Christina's defense because, of course, we know she's in that same position Mm -hmm. of having sex with a superior. And she did have a problem with it at a few different points when she knew earlier. But she's known for a while now, so now she's she's okay and she uh, is in the same situation. Right. And then also at this random coffee cart, Alex really disgustingly eats a donut. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, when she mentions the occasional screaming orgasm, Alex just shows up. <laughs> yeah, we do. Which <laughs> is so we, funny. We talking about sex? Oh, I'm here. Alex. You miss me. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then George tries to bring up Dr. Taylor's drinking, but mm-hmm. um, can't really get through it. And kind of everybody advises him against it. Yeah, they're kind of, they don't know what to do either. Yeah. Definitely. But I think is that thing, like, when Meredith thought she popped a glove and George mm-hmm. was like, it's fine. You, know, you don't, don't tell anybody. I think it's that same thing of, like, he kind of wants to say something about this thing that's going on. They're all like, it's fine. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, because everybody's scared. Yeah. yeah. They, they're at the bottom of the surgical food chain. Yeah. If they make waves, yeah. it could really significantly affect them. Whereas the people above them, it might not affect them in the same sort of ways. Right. They don't have as much clout to say things. Right. And um, they could, you know, easily be replaced versus, like, if Bailey said something, mm-hmm. you know, they would take her more seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, Digby is getting his chest tube interted, um, inserted. Yep. Burke is there working on the things. And um, Alex is taking photos. With a little Polaroid camera, just yeah. kind of sneaking around, taking pictures. And, um, and um, Digby does say he feels a little dizzy. Yes, he does mention that. They kind of brush over that quickly. Yeah. Um, and he is very excited about the sexy scar that the <laughs> chest tube is going to leave, which is Problematic. <laughs> A boy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we see Bailey is in surgery um, with Meredith. They're working on Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bailey... Bokey's there, too. Yeah. That's Bokey. my next note. Bokey has a really busy day yeah. in this day. She's in every single surgery Dude. that they show inside yeah. a surgical area. Yeah. Like, she's, she's in all busy. of them. She's all of them. Um, Bailey, at one point, hands over an organ and says it's full of gunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Meredith, like, is kind of empathizing with Claire and says, yeah. like, I get that she wants her mom's she approval. She wants her mom appro- mom's approval. Yeah. yeah. She's really relating it to her situation with how Ellis used to be. She used to be sort of the overbearing, always wanting her to be better than yeah. she was. Yep. Yeah. Always expecting more of her. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bailey is already talking about what Meredith has to do next after the surgery. All her list. Yeah. And Meredith has kind of had it. Like, yeah. I'll mop the floors. She yeah, says. she kind of snaps at her and she apologizes. and Yeah, she says that wasn't imp- that was inappropriate, but it wasn't <laughs> that extreme of her to say that. 
I, I felt like in the moment, maybe it was a little inappropriate, but it wasn't super snappy. It could I have been worse. It could have been worse. I think it was <laughs> inappropriate in the moment. Like, if my boss was telling me to do something and I made a comment like, well, I'll mop the floor. You know, I actually yeah. do mop the floors as part of my job. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, That's not part of Meredith's job. Right, and um, you know, there's a bunch of other people in the surgical suite, mm-hmm. and so I think to to snap at your attending a resident, she's a resident. To snap at your resident mm-hmm. like that is um inappropriate. Yeah, in front of all those people in, in that moment. Yeah, and um, she apologizes for being inappropriate, and then Bailey says, "That's not the only thing that's inappropriate," which yeah. is kind of like. If you keep it up, I will tell. Yeah. You know? And Meredith's kind of like, this is my business. I made this choice. I will take the consequences that come with that. Yeah. And Bailey says that half the hospital knows her business. But the thing is, like, it's not Meredith's fault that half the hospital knows her business. That's not... It's not like she's the one telling. Yeah. She's not spreading that around. She's just living her life. Yeah. Getting her screaming orgasms when she can. Right. You know. <laughs> and Meredith kind of says, like, you know, bring it on. Like, yeah. I'll jump through the hoops you want me to take, jump through. Yeah, I'll take all of it. I will take on all of that list that you keep yep. filling that out you for me. you keep throwing at me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, she says, bring it on, and then something blows and an organ, yeah. like, drains yeah, the onto her face. Yeah, stomach, like, explodes onto her white goo all over her face. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it, like, splatters her neck. And, like, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> but there is kind of, like, a ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, because Bailey, Bailey's like, well, now that you've dra- drained the organ. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And everyone in the observation deck is kind of like, oh, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then Jamie, our, our little girl, is going in for a procedure and um, George getting, is like... Yeah, getting prepped for her hemispherectomy. And George is really grateful um, to for the chance to scrub yeah. in. And, um, a nurse brings Derek a triple espresso, not too hot. Yeah. Listen, espresso has to be made at a certain temperature. If it's, quote, not too hot, that means it's been sitting for a minute which means it's really salty. Well, it probably took a minute to get to him. You know, he needs to be able to drink it fast. Yeah. So I'm sure when they made it, the barista who made it made it the right way. <laughs> and yeah. it was salty then when he drank it. Yeah. Because unless you're drinking it hot and fresh, yeah, it does deteriorate. He is not drinking it for the flavor. He is drinking it for the caffeine to perk him up. For yes. this surgery on this tiny child. And then the drunk anesthesiologist is yeah, like, Whoa, Dr. Taylor. where would we be without coffee? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's, like, slurring his words as he's, as he's saying it. As I am saying this after my can and a half of rosé. Yeah, but you're not an anesthesiologist for uh-huh. a child. Um, and then Dr. Taylor congratulates George on the chance to scrub in which is a little awkward because George wants to blow the whistle on him. and Yeah, George is really concerned. Um, and he he's kind of trying to figure out a way to say it appropriately. He's trying to find a way to do it the right way, but there isn't really a right way There's in this really situation. Right yeah. So he's talking to Dr. Shepard. Do you smell 
and he's not sure what to say. And Dr. Shepard's like, well, I have this mask. I can't smell anything. Like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Yeah. Say it faster because we're working under this time constraint. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he questions Taylor to his yeah. face. Yep. Have you been drinking? Have you been drinking? And, and Derek says, hey, you're out of line. And um, Yeah, well, Dr. Taylor says it first and kind of pushes for Shepard to do something about it. Like, you need to take charge of this and yeah dr taylor tells derek like he doesn't need an intern telling him what's at stake and you know derek should kick him out and bulky's there (laughs) yeah she's busy jesus and also dr taylor keeps calling him shep yeah uh because it's this sort of familiarity of the higher ranking he's been noted as the best anesthesiologist on staff yeah but he's been smelling of bourbon today yeah it would, it, and the way that that like comedian talked about it mm-hmm. was like, this is how he works. Yeah. He's drunk. Like I'll be concerned if he can't complete his crossword because he's working on a crossword every yeah. time. Yeah, I think there working. probably is some downtime while you're in anesthesiologist, yeah. but that you know he's like because you're just controlling the levels and keeping that right. So we kind of know way. like this is how Dr. Taylor runs his shit, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, he kind of puts that on Shepard, and Shepard doesn't... He hesitates. He's not sure. Yeah. Because maybe this is a concern, but the hierarchy of the hospital kind of dictates that he has to kick George out. Yep, he kicks George out. he was out of line, but then he kind of says something to Dr. Taylor. Yep, he says, you damn... uh, You damn... Well, better be ready, Taylor, because mm-hmm. he knows. And and Derek has just kind of put himself on the line on Taylor's behalf. Oh, and George, before he gets kicked out, you shouldn't take advantage of someone else's vulnerability. He's not talking about Jamie in this moment. Nope. This is not about her. This is about Shepard taking the supposed advantage, advantage of Meredith. Yeah. This is George's thought process. And, yeah. And Dr. Taylor's like, you know, you don't have to tell me what's at stake. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. You do, though. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you do. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, we're back to Izzy. Um, she's still working on that dude's throat. She's and- sticking a scope down JP's throat. There's, like, a light on the end. And it's a thing that reaches down and grabs a thing. And Izzy, <laughs> Athena is the girlfriend's name. She's, like, mm. telling her to stop talking. And Michelle is somebody else that Izzy is working with. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Michelle, you know, get her out of here. Yeah. Because um, Athena won't stop yelling. <laughs> yeah. There's another seriously, seriously moment. Yeah. Which is fun. And then um, as Michelle is escorting the girlfriend out, the keys move farther down mm. in the throat. Well, and then Athena was also talking about how he wanted her to quit her job when she had just started making more money than him. That's fucked up. <laughs> Adding more things onto this list of run, get out of here. It is Leave time him. to go. <laughs> Should have left him a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he starts to choke. Yeah, because um, the keys move farther down. And so then Athena kind of changes her game up and, and she starts. She gets a little worried. She starts calming him down. And, um, he, he does a really yucky gag. It's Ugh. really like a yucky sound. And then he's going to be okay. But it, it does seem like there's a moment there. Yeah, and then Izzy finally gets a hold of the keys and is pulling them out. And JP kind of smiles as that is going on because 
So she was really worried and hoping that he wouldn't die, which is a general human instinct. You don't want people to die. It doesn't mean you should be in a relationship no. with them. No. But he takes that as, oh, you care about me. It worked. I, and then yeah. Athena is like, you did that on purpose. You, like, pushed the keys farther down in your throat. I don't think he, yeah. He didn't but, do that. That that was more for comedy's sake. No, but, but she, that's what she says. She's yeah, like, I know. oh, you did that yeah. on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And um, Izzy is like, goodbye. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Take the keys and leave for all our sakes. <laughs> okay, I can't do it because my voice is broken. Uh-huh. Will you say goodbye? Goodbye. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so then um, after Claire's procedure. Yeah. Meredith and Bailey are walking and talking. Meredith needs a shower because she just had an, the stomach like explode onto her face, whatever its contents were. And then Bailey's like, well, you have to talk to the parents first. <laughs> but Bailey bends and says, okay, Meredith okay. can shower. <laughs> Because she's reasonable. Bailey is reasonable. She's not trying to kind of take the shit out of her. She's not torturing her. No. No. It kind of seems that way if you were looking purely from Meredith's point of view, but... This is an example of... It's an example. She's reasonable. So um, then she goes to the locker room. Izzy's in the locker room and notices the smell and is, like, really happy that Meredith stinks. Yeah. She thinks it's karma. Yeah, and Christina's laying down on the bench. She doesn't look good, and... Um, and the smell does not help her feel better. <laughs> nope. And so then Bailey comes into their locker room, says Shepard needs an intern because uh, he had kicked George out of surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that, but they don't we know, know. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Christina's like, I'm good, I'm good, and Bailey's like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, and Ailey, uh, she says, she says Meredith without saying anything else, like she was going to say something else to Meredith maybe. You yeah, know, in the she moment. doesn't give Izzy a chance. She just says, Gray? Like, yeah, she just kind of says her name as if she was going to say something else possibly. Maybe not going to grab her for the surgery. A different thought, maybe. But mm-hmm. Izzy jumps on that as if she's pulling Gray into the surgery. surgery. And so Izzy, yeah, kind of, it just like pisses her off. It's kind of oh, a tipping she point. yells. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I know Derek and Meredith are sleeping together and... Kind of lets it all out, and yeah. Um, Bailey is like, "All right, Christina, you're going to surgery. <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. Less issues there." <laughs> yeah, and then Izzy storms out. Yeah, and Bailey says, "I'm guess I'm not the only one with hoops." Yeah, to Meredith, and Meredith is like, "Okay, my roommates know. Like, people are yep. not happy about you this." You know, yeah. So, um, Alex, um, catches Burke. You know, mm-hmm. wants to talk about Digby. Um, Digby's white blood cell count is up, Mm -hmm. um, which indicates an infection. Yes. Something um, else is wrong. They're not sure what it is. So then Burke kind of, he teaches a little bit. Mm -hmm. Says, okay, so go check for other sources of infection or recent illnesses. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Derek and Christina. Christina is now in Jamie's surgery. Um, she's in it. She looks up and she sees George up in the observation. So she's yep maybe thinking, like, why did George get kicked out? But she doesn't know for sure. She kind of looks over at Taylor because she did know that he was thinking. Right. Has Taylor been drinking? And Taylor's there still. Yeah. But George is out. 
Yeah. And you can tell Christina's really happy to be there because the hemispherectomy doesn't happen every day. No, that's not. <laughs> no, it does not. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Taylor is doing his crossword. Yep. So then um, Meredith is talking to Claire's parents. We mm-hmm. assume she's gotten her shower. Yep. Um, and they successfully reversed the bypass, but they lost part of the bowel. Yeah, she has short gut syndrome. So she'll never be able to eat normally again. And Yeah, nutrition is going to be a lifelong problem. And and um, Claire's dad is, like, genuinely upset, you know, wants to help. Yeah. And the mom is like, oh, another thing to care about for our daughter. <laughs> yes, if we didn't have enough problems. Because she's such a problem child, having her good grades and stuff. Yeah, Meredith <laughs> steps in and not not super emotionally, you know, but she goes, yeah. she's a good kid. Like, yeah, she gets good grades. Yeah. yeah. Just give her some slack. She's killing herself to make you happy. Yeah, and then the mom is like, oh, she didn't do this for herself. Like, Don't try to put this on me as if it's my fault. Yeah. And then the dad says, Tina, you need to shut, shut up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of had it. Yeah. Um, Finally. So then Alex is checking on Digby. Nurse Olivia is there. Yep, Digby is feverish. And um, he's like shaky and he's cold, but feverish. Yeah. But he's able to answer Alex. Um, and he has a new tattoo on his calf, which looks really gross. Yeah, which apparently had already been infected a little bit yeah. when he came in. But because of the stress of the gunshot wound, it had exasperated that. Yeah. Um, but he hadn't told anyone because it was just a little pain. Why it's is fine. He gonna, yeah, where's he going to complain about that? So then they have to take him to the ICU for antibiotics because um, it's getting it's a spider. Serious. Also, it's a spider on his calf. It is, yeah. Yeah. A um, nasty infected spider. It looks really gross. It's like all bubbly and gooey. So dumb. Um, so then Derek is working on Jamie, mm-hmm. um, he's taking out portions of the brain and he's talking about what's coming next, but he's kind of leaving pauses for Christina to fill in. Yes. Um, being a good teacher. Yep. He's a good teacher too. He kind of notices that Jamie's eyelids are kind of fluttering and he's like, oh, her anesthesia seems a little bit light. Taylor kind of. Yeah. Cause so like Jamie is laying on her back. And he's working on her brain, and there's, like, a big plastic sheet over the rest of her body. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, up. Um, almost, I, I don't know how you'd explain it. It's just up. Yeah. And and so he can see her starting to move yeah, a little like bit. it's like a clear sheet to block any possible whatever junk. I don't know. Yeah, and so he kind of calls to Taylor. Yeah, it's like, hey, the anesthesia looks kind of light. And then he's like... Oh, my God, the patient is waking up. She's starting to wake up, and Yang kind of takes that opportunity to step over and try to look at Taylor a little more directly. And um, Taylor is asleep. He's asleep. He is sleeping. And Derek yells. Oh, he yells. And then he yells again after the sort of commercial break that they have there. He yells, like, Taylor. You know, he, like, yeah. And then it's, Dr. Taylor. And then he apologizes when he wakes up. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'll take care of that. As if it's not a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. Dr. Taylor. And then. Oh, my goodness. Derek is like, he was right. And Taylor tries to brush it off. And he's like. George was right. Hey, Steph, go get me more coffee. Like, I just need some coffee. I just need coffee. And then um, Derek kicks him out and says, uh, Dr. Pennington, 
um, yep, is going to come Stark in. Stark Pennington and whoever uh, step in for the time being. Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> I didn't write that job. I did. But. And um, and George is really scared for Jamie, but he yeah, kind of George is watching from up the up above. Yeah, he yeah. knows he was right. Mm-hmm. And um, and Derek really affirms that, like, no, he was right. Yeah. Yeah. And Derek, you know, he doesn't say his name, but Derek's like, he was right. Like, mm-hmm. says it out loud to everybody. Yeah. And, um, kids process anesthesia faster, and so do redheads. If you're a natural redhead, you oh. should mention that to your doctor. Huh. If you're gonna I'm not <laughs> do some kind of surgery with anesthesia involved, I'm a fake redhead at the moment. That's fine. <laughs> Live your life. Um, but you know, obviously, they need more attention. So yeah, can't be drunk. It makes sense. Like they're more sensitive, sensitive skin, sensitive. Immune systems, probably. You yeah. Know? And I, I think they don't totally know about why it is redheads. Whatever genetic mm-hmm. thing has Well, it's going such on. a rare gene, you know, yeah. that affects that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Burke is, is running up to Digby. Mm-hmm. Um, Digby's having issues. He went into multi-system organ failure. Yeah. And, um, you He's know, coding. Alex is kind of telling Burke what happened. And he flatlines and... There's kind of this dreamy music that settles over, and you can't hear what they're saying, but they're working on him. Yeah, I said the music takes over the dialogue, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good graze indicator that it's not going well. <laughs> it's it like, not a good sign. You kind of know it's not good <laughs> when we stop hearing the dialogue and it, the music swells. Yeah. Not good. And Alex is really worried. Yeah. He's really upset Well, yeah, about he's this. made a connection with this guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so then... Um, Derek and George kind of have a heart to heart and what's well okay so Derek is finishing up his hemispherectomy oh I rolled too far yeah Christina kind of mentions that she was feeling sick before she came in but being in there just kind of made it all go away and Derek is like yeah I was feeling tired before but now it's back to real life. Like, now I'm tired again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, um, and he he kind of makes eye contact with George and is like, okay, let's. Like, come and meet me yeah. down here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I forgot about that. So then um, they kind of have a heart to heart. And Derek is, like, really casually leaning against a railing in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And George is standing on the opposite side. He's standing a little bit away from the wall with his hands behind him. Uh-huh. Almost, like, at attention. And Derek just kind of wants to, like, chill and, like, chat. George kind of does that a lot. Like, he kind of has his hands behind his back, and he's kind of like, the little guy, you know, yeah. just swim. It's then. definitely not like a power pose. No. Not shoulders back, hands at the hips. And Derek is comfortable in his ability, and he's confident in himself, and he knows he's the boss, but he's not overt about it in the same way that, like, Burke is, right. you know? Yeah. And um, so Derek kind of explains that... Um, there's a code among doctors, like, we mm-hmm. don't ask each other questions in the hospital. And I was like, that just seems like a bad um, w- workplace culture to not ask questions. I don't know about asking questions, but maybe, like, questioning authority, you know, which is kind of more... That I understand. What was going on, like, maybe don't take it up at that moment. Maybe it's something that you would address... In a more particular way, like... Like after the fact or whatever. Yeah. What he says, though, is we don't ask each other questions. <laughs> but I, I agree. That, I don't think that's what he means. What he or meant what they're was, supposed to mean. Yeah, yeah totally. 
And um, George wants to go. He's like, okay, I got it. I was out of line. Yeah. And then Derek kind of surprises him. Yeah. And saying, like, he should have taken responsibility. He didn't. George did. Yeah, he's kind of apologizing for that. He says, Dr. Taylor in that moment. George didn't deserve what happened to him. George did the right thing. And yeah. Derek wants to shake his hand. Yeah. And George kind of takes a minute and thinks about it, and then he does it. Because he still wants to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't get to. And then while Derek has him in his grip, um, he says, uh, you know. I, you, like you saw me, didn't you? Yeah. He says, um, I'm not using her. I don't favor her. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Because I think before that he says, like, you saw me leaving or something. Yeah, Derek. Yeah. Yeah, he has him in his hand and he's like. You saw me leave. And George is like, ah, you know, trying to play it off. Yeah. Yeah. And Derek says, I'm not using her. I don't favor her. And George didn't even say those words. Like, he did nope. not say those, but Derek kind of caught on. And George he knew says. knew that that's what he would kind of run to. Yeah. And George says, she's pretty great, you know. Yeah. She's cute. And Derek's just kind of like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go to talk to Jamie's parents together. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're with Claire after her surgery mm-hmm. and she asked Meredith, did you fix me? And Meredith is honest. She says, no, not completely. Not completely. And so Claire's like, but I won't get fat. Oh, it's so, uh, it hurts. Sucks. It sucks. Ugh. It's like all she cares about. Um, and, and no, she won't. <laughs> And Meredith um, wants wants her to talk to social services. Yes. She's called social services to talk to her. Life isn't supposed to be like this. Yeah, it's not supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to be this hard. Yeah. Which is something that you gather from this that Meredith has had to realize. Yeah. From her own going into adulthood. Like, no, yeah. this isn't how everyone else grew up this isn't this isn't normal this isn't the parental child relationship that everyone has had yeah and that's i mean that's the thing hopefully you learn growing up you know if you Mm. visit your friends houses or you know talk i that happened to me a lot in college i met people and i was like oh like your experience was very different from mine yeah you know everybody assumes that whatever they had going on is what it was it seems normal because it's yours. It's you your know? normal. And yeah. then you learn at different points, depending on who you are and how different other people's <laughs> lives are. Yeah. You know. And how big you expand yeah. your circle, too. Right. Like, my friend Lily. Empathy, man. Right. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you're her friend, too. Our friend Lily. Yeah. Her her mom will, like, not call her back and then call her back and be like, oh, I was at a music festival. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally... <laughs> Can't wrap my brain around that ever being my mom. <laughs> if my mom ever, I'd be like, you're hilarious, mom, right? <laughs> On the other hand, yeah, well, you know, stuff that your mom does, stuff my mom does. Yeah, our even our be, parents are significantly different. Yeah, childhood growing up. That would never be Lily's mom. You know what I mean? No, Everybody's right. mom is different. We're all different. We're all special in our special. own way. So Debbie flatlines. Um, yep, Bert calls it. And uh, it's Alex is like, oh, it's the the first person I met here who's from uh, back home. From back home, yeah. yeah. There's a moment. This yeah, this tenderness. moment kind of shakes Alex, sort of self confidence that he's been portraying so far. Yeah, like yeah, he. I think the only other time we see that 
is uh, so far again mm-hmm. is when he um runs into the OR with the blood yeah after the big tumor surgery cuz he plays a big game like he acts up as if he knows better and he's above it all he's not going to be affected by it but he is affected probably more deeply than some of the others yeah are affected by these situations and it's really changing him yeah i would you know whatever whenever there's that big confidence yeah i feel like that's a really good indicator people are pretty insecure yep it happens a lot oh yeah he's super insecure but you know even in real life that's a that's a pretty common defense Mm -hmm. to being really insecure yeah just to overplay the confidence yeah um so then we're back back at meredith's house um izzy is baking and Meredith kind of confirms that Izzy knows. Yes, Izzy's frosting a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Yeah. <laughs> as Meredith walks in. And um, Izzy doesn't doesn't want to know, doesn't want to cut Meredith any slack. Yeah. Uh, that she's sleeping with the doctor. Yeah. Um, Izzy has, it looks like she's taken a shower recently. She has almost dry hair, clipped up. Um, and she brings up sort of this contrast of what her growing up was. Yeah. In contrast to Meredith's life. Like, Meredith had... Yeah. She had a doctor mom. She had all this privilege growing up. She went to Dartmouth. She, she went to Dartmouth, yes. Whereas Izzy grew up in Trailer Park. She did not have all of these things going for her. She went to state school. She was an underwear model. Like, yeah. When, is how when she it. walks into an OR, people think... People hope she's the nurse. Whereas when Meredith walks into the OR... Yeah. They don't doubt her ability as a surgeon. Yeah. Um, and also, Meredith, yeah, Meredith sits on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Also, let me just say, yeah. state school, trailer park, underwear model, none of those deserve to be um, shat on. Right. You are a worthwhile it not, person. <laughs> it does not discount you as much as society may say. Yeah. Yeah. You're just as good as everybody else. Like, Yeah. But but clearly Izzy has some hangups about it and yes, it makes which sense. is why she had such a problem with Meredith seemingly throwing away her credibility for a guy or trying to get this guy's sort of approval, stamp of approval, yeah. extra attention, whereas she also does not have this. Like it's another right. form of privilege that she is not able to get. Yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, she's pushing Meredith a little bit and is like, you have respect without even trying. Mm-hmm. Why are you ruining your credibility over a little hot sex? <laughs> <laughs> a little. It sounded like a lot. Of and then um, <laughs> Meredith rolls her eyes really hard and Izzy yeah. kind of knows. And it's because Meredith is falling for him. Like, Yeah, yeah. Izzy's kind of like, oh, <laughs> oh, this isn't just about. The physical. It's not just the you, hot sex. You have feelings for him. You are falling for him. And she says, you're all mushy and warm and full of secret feelings. Yeah. <laughs> just like the cake. Yeah. <laughs> and then Meredith kind of squeaks and goes, I hate you. <laughs> Which I can do because my voice is all raspy. Yes. Right now. I was going to say your voice has that <laughs> that Meredith uh, losing her voice tone that happens in I multiple hate episodes. You. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Izzy really wants to know about the sex. She's like, I'm not kidding you. Can you just give me details? Help a girl out with a few details. (laughs) She's like, okay, now that I'm over my feeling like you're taking something away from me, 
kind of give me a few details. Yeah, to let's have some in. girl talk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then we see Alex on a rowing machine. Yes. He's rowing very angrily. Yes. Lots of male tension. Anger. Yeah. I'm moving Exercise. my arms like a rowing machine at the moment. Um, it's really good. Boy stuff. Good yeah. rowing. Yes, thank you. Um, and then <laughs> we see Jamie. She's awake yes, after Derek her surgery. Derek and George, they're looking at Jamie. Yeah, she's doing good after her surgery, which is amazing. They're both proud about that. They're happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she should bounce back. Cool. Barring any complications, as Derek said in yep. the hallway earlier. Yeah. Uh, Burke um, is bringing some soup to Christina, who he assumes is in a certain on-call room. Yeah. I don't know why he assumes that. I also don't know if that's like... <laughs> There's so many different on-call rooms. Maybe that's like their one. Their one where know? they meet or something. But yeah, he comes in with a tray and she's not there. Yeah, because it's like, oh, she has flu, the flu, so we're going to bring her some soup. Some soup. She's not there. What's going on? And then we see Christina... <sighs> in the bathroom, in a stall... The multiple pregnancy tests. She has two pregnancy tests that both say she is pregnant. It was not the flu. She had nausea based on... morning sickness. From a baby in her womb. She looks upset. She is upset, yes. Yeah. Yep, we will deal more with this in future episodes. Believe it or not, it doesn't just come up this one time. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, and then Meredith and Derek are getting back into bed, which is where they started the episode in Meredith's bed. Yeah. Yes, Derek has really poofy hair, which made me flash to. um, Have you ever seen "Can't Buy Me Love"? The movie that he was in in the eighties. I've seen clips as but a teenager. I've never watched the full thing. It was like a teen eighties movie. Yeah, but yeah. He was the nerdy guy that the rich girl oh ended up with in the end. You know, um, but he had like the poofy fro and Cute. yeah. So it was like the poofy hair. Like, oh, this is his natural state. He it doesn't is. always have like the perfect. Well, yeah, he curls. He wants to go to bed. He's like, can we just sleep? He's so <laughs> tired. They're both so tired. Yeah. And, and so they're she, both cool yeah. with that. She lets him fall asleep and he kind of collapses down and she's like, oh, finally. He just I needs know. to sleep. Thank God. But it seems like, <laughs> you know, that's that's not the arrangement they had going. Like, they have sex together, but they don't necessarily always sleep together. Yes, yes. At this point, it's been mostly a physical yeah. connection. And so that sort of intimacy is, like, mm-hmm. a little different, I think, than what they typically have going. But, again, they're both so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> like, I also feel like this is a, a form of intimacy that maybe he is more comfortable with than yeah, she is, it yeah. seems, in the moment. Because she lets him kind of take control of that like she's kind of waiting to see what he thinks yeah he falls down on the bed collapses and and then she joins in and then she's like oh okay (laughs) yeah 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 it's an interesting um kind of a turn because it Mm -hmm. isn't like super sexy but it is kind of intimate yes yeah and um it's not just about the sex she really is falling for him i just god i i love how izzy called her out it was like yeah, that oh, was the turning point for Izzy in that situation. You're all mushy and warm and full of secret oh, feelings. Man. <laughs> because 
because Izzy sees that. Yeah. Yeah, she understands that. She is that way most of the time with most situations. Full of secret feelings. <laughs> and mushy and warm. She is, yeah. Yeah. I just like it. It's so good. It's good. Um, cool. Good. Anything yes. else about... A song that we don't know who wrote it. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I don't either. I'm if, so confused. Well, here you go, guys. You can email us uh, shadesofgrayspod at uh, gmail.com. You can find us on our Instagram. Yes, shades at shades of, of grays. Shades of grays pod. Yep. Um. Um. You can DM, DM us also. Yeah. Write a comment. Message. DM us. Um. And if you figure it out, we we will shout you yeah. out. Because we probably won't do further investigation. No, dude. We looked. Like, <laughs> we looked. We tried. We looked at the Google page yeah. twice. That is more than. Listen, I even I didn't even stay of. on page one. I like clicked around. Okay. Right. So, that's reason. <laughs> Um, it's confusing. Who knows? Maybe they didn't name it till after. Maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe also, it is that ACDC song. I don't know. Um, let me just say thank you again for putting up with my voice. Um, I am really desperately hoping it gets better. Um, it's gotten so much better, though. Seriously, like a few days ago, she couldn't talk at all. Guys. At all. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's so, crazy. Um, we love you guys and have a good week and stay yeah. safe and all that good stuff. Love you. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.